Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be my review of Trials of Osiris. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live. Uh, if you're not wanting to catch me live, watch it on YouTube, hit like, share, subscribe, and the little bell button really helps me out. So I got to play Trials. I did get taken flawless by Lumi and Lil Sonic. That happened after, um, basically after I was casting them, I launched a whole new thing on my channel, the SNTR Network, and Split Screen is a show that I use to cast competitive gaming, and I cast them, and then they asked if you know I wanted to play, so they took me to the lighthouse. So this is going to be based off of a couple of things. I'm going to be talking about the structure, the loot, and the meta. I know people are complaining about the meta. I know people are complaining about the meta, but I am going to try and talk about uh, the meta almost briefly. Uh, I don't want to spend too much time on it, but at the same time, it is a pretty big discussion. The loot being used uh, is obviously part of the discussion. So first, let's just talk about the structure, though. I think the tokens, the different passages, the materials that you get at the end, you know, the guys that are getting like ascendant shards and stuff, repeat flawless runs um, is just such a great, great structure. The way that they set this up, It, it is not... It is not the old school, you only get something if you go flawless setup. I mean, you can definitely get a lot just by playing and running the bounties. So the bounty system is in place. Uh, Not only is the bounty system in place, but they also have a fair amount of tokens. Also, once you get to five wins, you can always grab the passage that gives you extra tokens. That's a really, really good passage to grab if you are uh, if you're just wanting to go for the tokens. And that allows you to token slam at Saint 14 for more gear, which I think is a great structure. All of the things I think are designed around keeping folks in the game. You don't want people rage quitting. It's a great way to keep people in the game because you get tokens at the end. You can be working on bounties. Repeat flawless runs. Getting loot for repeat flawless Flawless runs is great to keep those players in as well. Kind of burns people out. It gives them an incentive to carry. It gives them an incentive to help others do Sherpa runs. I th- I hope this influences the raid loot philosophy since they're basically willing to let you get you know loot every time you go flawless. They could do something very very similar with uh, raids in the future as well. I think there was just lots of thoughtful updates here. You can pick a passage for more XP or more tokens or bonus win on your third win or extra loot at the end if you go flawless. Uh, That one's called uh, confidence. I really like the way they structured it. From the bottom to the top, it seems like they really, really want to keep people kind of in the game uh, and playing and not sort of feeling like, well, I got my flawless runs. I'm kind of done now. Uh, I also really like the fact that they decided to opt with cards that could be reset in orbit i thought that was another smart change you don't have to go down to the planet it's very easy you have a bad game no problem boom hit the reset and then dive back into the next you're not having to like save currency or anything like that you have some glimmer to buy the passage but then once you have the passage it can just be reset in orbit the other thing that they did that i thought was a really really smart play was how they how they structured the the losses and the wins so that you have a reason to pick different cards for different reasons like you might want the extra loot at the end you might not you might want to get that mercy i thought bringing back mercy was a really really smart play and then finally i'm really glad that they decided to dump the tokens uh every week because they are rotating the loot and since the roots lo- the, the loot is rotating i think it makes sense to do uh you know getting rid of the tokens every every weekend so 
Let's talk about the loot, though. This is where some of the criticism, I think, lies. I think uh, I think it rightfully uh, is is made that the lack of adept weapons is a bit of a bummer uh, for people. Uh, not happy to see that, you know, the, the, not having something extra special for going flawless is, I think, is a bit of a is a bit of a downer. Now, I do think Bungie probably wanted to have a good launch of trials before they start iterating on adept weapons and special perks and cooler stuff. So I kind of understand why they probably didn't want to swing too hard at this but I also am kind of disappointed that you just basically just get the glow on the armor now it is a great source of materials for for leveling your armor it is great that they let people run flawless multiple times I think that was a huge win for the community to not feel like well you know there's nothing there's nothing we can do now that we've gone flawless and the you know and the weapons aren't that great so I think they made the right choice there in the the loot not being you know that amazing letting you run it multiple times I think is the right call loot rotating is also a great idea so each week there's kind of a theme of what's dropping what's you know what's happening you know armor presently uh, in short supply if you, unless you go flawless and then that's going to rotate um, each week the glow on the weapons and the armor is really really nice I mean I got the fusion rifle and that with that red glow on there linked up to your uh, to your you know your your emblem I think it's really really dope I, I really like the way they set that up and then you have your own trials of Osiris uh, stats you can slap on the emblem um, I think that that was a cool way uh, of doing it so my my feedback to Bungie on loot for like the next season would be or or maybe not the next season they might not be able to do anything significant until they get all the way um, to September would be to do something with adept weapons to do something a little bit better than just uh, the present thing that they decided to do with the loot. If you remember back in D1, there was just something special about going flawless. There were these extra special guns. I think ornaments would have went a long way. I liked that they did some sort of an ornamental system with the with the emblems. You know, you put on the right, you put on the red emblem, and it makes the guns red. I think there's a couple other glows as well. So that's kind of an that's kind of an ornamental thing, but it would also be and cooler to be like hey you know you got all the weapons so now you can get really really awesome ornaments for them because the guns looked different in d1 if you went flawless i think they were black versus yellow and that was a nice touch too like sometimes i understand they don't want to go too crazy with perks right now especially because they want to experiment with sunsetting going forward and guns right now that we're getting in the game were probably created and tested months ago well before luke smith penned his director's cut where he said they were going to be looking at sunsetting weapons so we're likely looking at this season and the next season, any weapons they add to the game to be a little bit more on the safe side, a little bit more on the plain side, and that more than likely affected trials. So lastly, let's talk about the meta. This is where things are getting pretty uh, pretty dicey and pretty salty. There are people on all ends of the spectrum right now. It's no secret that the hard light is absolutely dominating. It has way more kills than almost any other weapon. It's not even close. Uh, close second is the revoker. Understandably, isn't going to get as many kills as the hard light because it's not a primary although sniper kills are in high demand on a map like burnout but i do think hard light is gonna is gonna get a lot of attention both respectively from people using it a lot as well as complaint because it's it's astronomically higher than every other weapon in the game right now i do think there are some things contributing to that and it's getting overstated people are just looking at the total kill count and they're not thinking about what might be leading to that uh the higher skill players are kind of split on it some of the higher skill guys are like it's not that big of a deal just 
learn how to peek and learn how to like chisel away at somebody snipers and hand cannons when we watched uh lumi and lil sonic and vince we watched them do multiple cards people running hard light never seemed to be a problem it never seemed to be an issue and they absolutely were running over players now i know they're at the highest echelon of player they're in the top one percent of a one percent so they're not the best example they're not normative but i think that's one of the reasons why you're hearing a lot of complaints about the hard light it kind of cuts both ways on on usage here number one i think one of the leading factors to a gun like hard light getting a lot of usage and seeing a lot of representation are lower skilled players and lower Uh, lower win cards there's way more people hanging out on wins one through four one through five there's tons of people hanging out there and auto rifles are are going to be populating that that portion of the player pool a lot given that it's a lot of more medium to lower skilled players are going to be drawn to a hard light using them against other medium to low skilled players because they're usually hanging out on the bottom half of the card the kill counts being inflated I believe by that to a certain degree I don't necessarily think that in the higher brackets you're seeing them as often because it just people are preferring their tried and true thorn sniper combo that's a, such a such a common combo you're seeing at the higher level uh, players and in the right hands I think that a good thorn a good hand cannon and a good sniper is an excellent counter to hard light does hard light need reined in a little bit it might it might but we need to be careful of a couple of things here auto rifles have footing now and can be used in pvp I tend to want to celebrate that because auto rifles have sat on the sidelines for a really really long time that doesn't mean that hard light should be ignored. I think Bungie might want to take a look at it, but I also think that th- there's a lot to be said for having diversity in in the weapon pool. And if people are having to play smarter and really play maybe a little bit more drawn back or use their hand cannon, their sniper rifle in more of an intelligent way to mitigate all the hard light usage, I don't necessarily want to say that's a bad thing. Strong primaries forcing other teams to do counterplay and strategy and different loadouts is probably a better situation than people feeling like the only thing I can run, the only thing worth running is is Thorn Sniper, Thorn Sniper, or Spare Ration Sniper, Spare Ration Snipers. If like if more people are able to go into the pool and use low-hanging fruit weapons like Hard Light or Suros Regime and get kills and feel like they're having a good time, that's probably better for the people, uh, ironically enough, that's probably better for the people complaining about this. You want lots of people in the playlist, and I got instead. You want lots of people in the playlist, and unfortunately, it, this is going to be a way to keep a lot of people in the playlist to, you know, if you want people playing on the more casual end of the spectrum, and I think the passage system, the bounty system, and the token system will do just that, that's good for the health of the playlist. You don't want every single match to be a sweaty group of spare rations, thorn users. You want to have some diversity, and I think auto rifles are going to probably bring some of that uh, diversity. And I think that's one of the things that has been missing right now. So I don't want to pull the trigger and be like, nerf hard light, nerf Soros regime. I think people maybe need to think and strategize and adapt. Uh, the higher skilled players are being able, you know, they're able to do it no problem. I think medium to above medium skilled players are getting super annoyed uh, by 
the um by the by the overwhelming amount of hardlight and Suros showing up because they're so common and they're so they're so easy to use. I don't think the high skill players are going to complain about this as much. Maybe some soft some soft tweaks to hardlight would be all that's needed. So overwhelming praise for the launch of trials. It went smooth, good stuff, good systems, good logistics, good structure. Loot's not quite there, and the meta is kind of in a weird spot. We're gonna have to wait a couple weeks and see how it shakes out. But overwhelming, uh, I think I'm seeing a lot of overwhelmingly positive responses to trials. So, as always, we're going to go to question and answer next. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live when I'm streaming. And as always, please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the question and answer session that followed my review of trials. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, those are all the locations you can listen to this podcast as well as watching me live. Or if you're on YouTube, hitting like, share, subscribe, leaving a comment, all those things are a great way to help me out. Uh, I'm going to be running a Legendary Lost Sector farm just to get tokens while I'm doing this. I'll try not to get too distracted. I do want to say... I left this out of my main video because I don't want to get bogged down with people just complaining about cheating. I think sometimes people blow cheating out of proportion, but I did want to say that Bungie made the right call. They waited and they did a mass ban the day that Trials launched. I thought that was a really smart play. Um, We actually said that we were considering that might be a possibility, that they had kind of waited to swing the ban hammer. They would swing it that day and nobody would be able to level up in time to jump in and play. Um, I think that thinned out the cheating landscape quite a bit, but there were still cheaters. Bungie seems to be acting very, very quickly, uh, hanging out in streamers' chats and banning people uh, almost instantly after cheating is seen. Um, Hopefully they can continue to act fast as well as shove out some more uh, automated systems to, to prevent this from happening so they did make DDoSing almost impossible on PC, it's not really happening on PC anymore by doing some things with Steam, hopefully they continue to work with Steam to prevent cheating, but I didn't want to include that in my main video because I get tired of talking about it, because there's not much to say other than, I like their approach but these scumbags are still in the player base. Zach. With the upcoming weapon sunsetting, how do you think this is affecting the Trials loot? The Warmind Cell mods with the weapons this season is a fun addition, but what kind of synergy would you like to see for a PvP option? Well, I got the one perk that is, you know, celerity, increased target acquisition, increased handling and reload speed, and reduced flinch from incoming fire when you're, you know, the last living member on the fire team. I could see having celerity you know pair up with an armor mod a trials armor mod of some sort uh, that does something that you know increases i don't i don't even really know what you would do I, I, in general you could do something to where you know when paired with celerity you get increased res times so if it's a last guardian standings on your screen you know your next res is going to be really really fast now that might get annoying because um Resing is like a mechanic that you don't want to fiddle with, um, but I, I don't know. I think it's difficult because the main things that lead to victory in trials are survivability, damage, and then reses. Like playing reses and, and responding to picks, um, I think are I think are really really helpful. T Funk, if you want to try and host it, I don't know. I, I this is absurd I, th- that we can't even just run a legendary lost sector. I don't know if it's the matchmaking specifically for legendary lost sectors because they're so they're so new. I don't know. It's really annoying that we can't even do this without constant disconnects. I got to say the problems this season are mm, seemingly um higher than they were in past seasons. I'm very uh disappointed. Yeah, you can't even join me, he's saying. Um I'm pretty disappointed. 
Uh, oh, you get powerfuls from leveling up the uh, the bunker every time. So, that's nice. I'll just keep infusing my swashbuckler version of this weapon. We just got a 75. That's nice. Okay. But, yeah, I... With respect to like sunsetting and, and perk combinations and things that they could do, I, to a certain degree, I could definitely see them saying, um, we don't want to do too much in trials. Like, I know people are bummed about no adept weapons. I know people are bummed about nothing truly special from going flawless. It is a good material grind. It's a great grind. You can keep going flawless. I think that's a smart play to do that, to say, oh, you can keep going flawless as many times as you want. That was a good switch and change. But I feel like they're playing it safe because they wanted trials to get off the ground. I think the difficulty would have been people going flawless, getting really, really strong weapons and loot, and then that kind of becoming the main complaint. Well, congratulations, you know, Trials of Osiris, you you created a rich get winner, a rich get richer situation where the people that are, you know, winning are getting the best loot, and then they're going to continue winning. But on the on the flip side of that token, it's like you got to put something a little bit better in flawless runs. I just feel like they played it safe. Smoky Gaming. Wouldn't put seasonal, wouldn't putting seasonal uh, mod slot on a world drop armor make things more difficult for Bungie, who would have to update their armor every season, and then that would go against having space uh, since there'd be a new copy of the armor each season. I'm not really sure how that even works. I mean, didn't they do that with the van? What, what was the stuff that was dropping with the seasonal slot last season? It was the Vanguard stuff, right? I, I don't know... If that armor drops this season, what's it going to have on it? I'm trying to think. So you go to factions. What was the Vanguard armor last season? I can't even remember what it looked like. I don't even know where it's located in here. Uh, Crucible Vanguard and Gambit armor? Where is that? Okay, let's just go to Gambit then. So they dropped this stuff last season. No, it's not even showing up in here properly. There wasn't any. Vanguard armor was the same as it before for over a year. I don't have any of it on me. I don't think. Did it have the slot? Vanguard, Crucible, and Gamma always drop at the current season slot. Yeah, it's updated every season. That's what I thought. I was trying to find an image so that I could verify it. I, <laughs> if they're doing that every season, then you have your answer. They can do it with the faction armor too. They're not having to create all new armor sets. Like, they're just, they're basically go to Zavala and turn in tokens. I'm not going to do that right now, but I, that's the way I thought that it worked. And chat's confirming that Vanguard, Crucible, and Gambit are all basically like, here's this, here's the armor, and it has this season slot on it. They could do the same thing with the faction armor. I, the faction armor not having the seasonal slot is a giant whiff. It's a giant whiff. Number one, you, you bring it back. You bring it back, and then you don't make it farmable. You just slap it in the world pool, which people weren't super thrilled about that. I can get over it. You want to put some stuff in the world pool, fine, whatever. But then, as soon as you see it now, you're like, I'm not going to even waste time looking at it. It doesn't have the seasonal slot. If I want to use the new Seraph weapons and the new Seraph weapon mods, then I, I, there's no there's no reason for me to run any of the new faction, not the new faction armor, but faction armor that came back. It's like an auto shard. I don't know. I it, 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 to me, if they can do it with the Vanguard, Crucible, and Gamma, then they can do it with the, van, the 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 faction stuff. I don't even think they should have brought the faction stuff back. 
either bring it back and do it right with the faction so it's farmable, or if you're going to bring them back and not make them farmable, at least let them have at least let them have the the um, the slot. I don't I don't know. Error coded. We can try a different host, maybe T Funk. I don't know if it's going to make a difference. We can try one of you guys. Teddy says, no trials. not trials related I'm sorry but do you think people started hating on the seasonal weapons a bit early with seasonal mods they're pretty powerful adding the artifact mods warmind cells yeah I mean I've been preaching this gospel since day one I've been basically saying that people were preemptively saying that the seraph weapons suck and it's like did you even look at what they can do I know everybody ran ran to light.gg to like check the potential roles and in doing so they concluded they were terrible but I've been trying to preach this since day one like I'm not saying they're amazing I'm saying let's wait and see let's wait and see what they look like because we don't even have a clue what they're gonna how they're gonna run with the I always over jump that freaking rock they, they, you know we don't, we don't even know like the, the season literally started and people are like yeah the weapons suck and it's like in general I think people don't really know what they want because people are like we want new perks we're tired of chasing rampage outlaw but then when they get something that's not rampage outlaw they're like well these guns suck and I'm like but do they like I don't know I think we can sometimes be our own worst enemy. Like, it's great that we have information. It's great that we have sites like light.gg that can tell us things. But at the same time, that's basically people just coming to conclusions without even doing any research. Now, I fault Bungie on this. One stream explaining Seraph weapons with Seraph weapons in those new mods, and people probably would have been like, oh, that sounds cool. I'll experiment with that. But we didn't know. We had no idea one stream and they could have been like it's gonna seem like these weapons are pretty basic but we've added a whole new mechanic that only they can do they're actually pretty exclusive weapons I don't know PHDJ do you think it was a good idea to have trials loot on a weekly rotation keeping people from getting anything right away yeah it maintains the relevancy you gotta tune in every week you gotta you know you can't save your tokens cause they expire after the weekend's over um so I don't because that's not true. I don't understand what you mean. What's not true? In any case, the the loot rotating the loot rotating in in trials I think is the right call. Um, so people crapped on season of dawn stuff last season. Well, yeah, they they also said that they're like these guns aren't worth it. They're not cool. And it's like, what are you talking about? The linear fusion's got great rolls. The, the scout's got great rolls. The auto rifle has great rolls. Um, you don't even need Seraph weapons to spawn Warmind cells? That isn't true. How do you spawn them without the weapons? Every single mod that talks about them uh, all says defeating a combatant with a Seraph weapon has a chance to con- make a Warmind cell. There's an artifact mod? Alright, hang on. Let me look at that before we go to orbit. Where is it? Artifact mods, arc abilities... Defeating a combatant with a Seraph weapon, no. Grants bonus arc melee abilities. Refund super energy. I don't even see it. I'm not seeing it. Hang on. Read the mod. 
Oh, damaging... Oh, de- I'm sorry. Dealing damage with an arc melee super and grenade ability spawns a warm mind cell. Wow, you've made such a profound point that you can run one subclass and get very specific kills to generate warm mind cells. You've, you've actually made a terrible argument. I mean, that you, you just made me go and read a mod to make a weak argument. Thanks for wasting everyone's time. JTS now. Do I have to go flawless on each character for each armor set or just go flawless each weekend? Uh, you well, if you want the armor set, you can't get armor for another for another character, right? I you 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 can't you can't get hunter armor on your warlock. You're going to need to go with each character. Now they said the armor is going to rotate. So right now you have to go flawless to get the actual armor. So Listen, like if I'm making a point that they added brand new weapons with a brand new mechanic and you're like, yeah, but you don't even need the weapons to generate warm mind cells. Oh, okay. So I guess run arc and only get them from those kills. Arc melee super and grenade abilities. So like you always have to run arc in order to do that. And they only are going to come from those kills. You're not going to get them like from gun excuse me, gun kills. I'm not saying that's not a nice mod. That's a nice mod, but that's not a refutation of the point that I was making. I think people don't understand, like, if you're going to try to minimize the Seraph weapons, you'd have to make a better point than that. Like, that's the only thing. I literally got kicked from your fire team just by, I wasn't even doing anything yet. It's just damage, not kills. Oh, really? dealing damage with arc melee super and grenade abilities well generally an arc melee and grenade ability are gonna gen- are gonna get a kill the super maybe not um, if it's like a major or something um this is I don't understand how do they make th- oh, oh 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 I didn't get kicked I'm sorry you got down there and activated it um, that was my bad I thought it was another glitch um you literally drove down really fast and activated the the legendary lost sector. It seems like we might have better luck. I don't know. We all got in the first try. I mean, that mod's awesome. I mean, you can run an arc subclass and you can make a bunch of them, but a lot of Titans aren't going to want to run arc in challenging PvE content because they're going to want to have their bubble. Uh, you're going to want to run a Devour Warlock. You're going to want to run a Tether, and you're not going to be able to make those with arc. So, like, it's cool that they favored one of the subclasses that might feel a little weaker in the end game PVE environment with a war mind cell generating thing, but I don't know. All the new Seraph weapons have Vorpal. That alone makes them worth chasing for Grandmaster Nightfalls, especially the ones that take champion mods. Yeah, I, I, people. And again, this is a this is a this is a shared blame situation. I think Bungie. Bungie should have done a better job educating the community about those weapons, and I think one stream would have done the job. Parasito. Do you think um, the pendulum swung too far with auto rifles? Charlemagne says hardlight is being used by 53% of the players, Suro's 18%. This effectively ruined my trials experience, especially compounded with light advantage. Is there a need for an undo? Well... I, I address this in my video. I now here's what I think is happening. I think the people that live at the upper upper echelons of skill are at a place where they're not harmed by hard light. Like they can overcome that weapon fairly easily. I think once you step down out of that echelon and you're in the average to above average echelon of players, 
I think those players are getting frustrated by the skill gap being shrunken by Hardlight. If you're Lono and you're like slightly above average as a player, and some guy who's average to below average is running Hardlight, he's going to shrink the skill gap between us and get an easy kill on me, probably. Because the skill required to like overcome it you, you almost have to be like Lumi. You gotta be like these guys that can just use a thorn and use a sniper and they can like overcome the ease of use. Because a lot of them are basically saying, learn to adapt, it's not that bad. But they, I think there's also another side to my point that I made in my video. I think the lower half of the card has the most people. Games 1 through 4 are the lower skilled players and I think they're all running hard light because they know that it works really, really well. Um, it, they know it's an easy team. They know it, it, it's an easy weapon to use. It's a strong kill. I think the danger that we're going to do right now is we're going to be like, oh, there's a strong primary, nerf it. And it's like, well, there's a strong primary. Did you take advice from any of the high-skilled players? Did you try to peak play with with your, with your a, with a thorn or a, a good hand cannon or a sniper? Did you try peak play? Did you try, like, waiting making them push if they push get them with a shotgun or you know what I'm saying I, I don't know I, I think I'm worried we're gonna overreact here we finally have strong primaries that aren't hand cannons and pulses and we're gonna nerf them into the ground again hard light may need looked at specifically but I don't know if auto rifles need looked at that would be my primary concern that they would like they would take too hard of a swing at auto rifles oh I didn't realize I could press X to spawn there I thought they were gonna have to hit my goes Okay. Well, I did get disconnected from your team, but I got right back in no problem. So we're still having issues, but it seems better. And plus, it's not a big deal because you guys are going to run ahead most times anyway. Oh, we lost somebody. This is freaking terrible and inexcusable. I don't know what the frick they did. Like, we can't run a legendary lost sector without people constantly disconnecting. I, th- this is a jo- this is honestly a joke. I would say this is reaching levels of embarrassing. Like we can't just play the content. So I'm very disappointed. Yeah, again, I'm always nervous when we start to have primaries getting a foothold and the high skilled guys are like, there's ways to circumvent it, right? There's ways to get above it and then everyone else is just kind of like no get rid of it. Again, I think the main problem is there's a ton of people at Lono's skill level, average to above average, and they feel like they can't do anything to overcome the hard light, so they're like, nerf it, it's ruining the, it's ruining the game right now. Hard light's the main concern, no damage fall off, double damage ricochet, ricochet uh, makes peak play cover difficult. Yeah, I think they need to look at that too. Like, I think people in general are using it in cheesy ways. I mean, I, C- Crafty is a really high skill player, and he, even he was like, getting killed by ricochet rounds is just so dumb. It's just, it's got to stop. Uh, that was mainly, that was kind of mainly his 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 main criticism was was dying to ricochet rounds. I tried. I tried. Try to get that res. I did double damage on Ricochet is kind of stupid. Dylan said they're looking into buffing more primaries. I mean, if they start buffing more primaries, you're going to turn the game into Call of Duty. I mean, the time to kill is already really, really fast in Crucible. People die really quickly in Crucible right now. V-Drown joke. Should Bungie have adept weapons when going flawless? Like, Celerity could have been an intrinsic perk for flawless. I agree with you. I think that would have been an easy one. Celerity's not even that good. Um, 
Celerity's not even that good. Like, it's good, but it's contextually good. I feel like Celerity would have been the perfect perk to be like, if you go flawless, Celerity's just an extra perk for you. It's just, as you said, it's just intrinsic. Um, you know, I don't know. Sub alerts are always off in this scene. I'm sorry, I'm probably missing people. All Wheezy with a whole year. Solidus Lee with 10 months, 13 months with Genius, 21 months from Clopas, and 3 months from Ravenous. Thank you. Um... Ramblin says TTK doesn't need to be upped any further. You mean made faster, right, Ramblin? I I feel like it's so fast right now. I don't think they need to buff other primaries. I think that would be crazy. I think it would start to feel like Call of Duty. I feel like people die so fast. You're tagged twice by Thorn, and you're you are abso after two tags. I mean, that's you start you start making it faster than that. I don't know. I would be concerned. Uh, I would be concerned. Decrease, as you say. Okay. Hey. Ramlin, I would love to showcase you on split screen if you're whenever you're running trials. I don't know if you run with other streamers who do double carries or whatever, but we're trying to find really, really high level players. And I know your name was getting thrown around. Um, would love to showcase you and cast some of your uh, some of your trial stuff. Yeah, so I'm always I'm always hesitant to do nerf. Like I know people think like I'm the nerf king, and and um, I've enjoyed what I've watched so far. Oh, thank you. It was the first time I've ever cast Destiny. I don't know if people realize this. I've actually never done shout casting for Destiny. I was like, let's just do it. I'm not even going to practice. Probably should have practiced, but in any case. Um, I don't know. For me, it's like, I know people think I'm like the nerf king. Me and Paul Tassi are always calling for nerfs, and it's like, I usually don't call for nerfs until something's absurd. I think hard light's an outlier, but I don't want I don't want um, I don't want the the auto rifles getting smashed into the ground again. You know, that's always a concern that I have. It's like, you're, oh, they're finally good. Well, they're too good. Smash them down again. Zach, thanks for gifting the sub to Ramblin in three months for uh, Therma D Hatter. <clears throat> so, Parasito. Is the community split on light enabled trials? It seems like the people I interacted with think Bungie is forcing it uh, on us, even though we don't want it, especially after voicing it with trials. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. Light-enabled trials, I have always said that I think power-enabled PvP is fundamentally dumb. I think at a fundamental level, it's stupid. Because you're supposed to be going into an environment where it doesn't, there's no advantage. It's, we're all on a level playing field. Now, obviously, there's already advantages and disadvantages because you might not have a god roll mindbenders, and that's going to make a difference. It made a difference with Party Crasher and Matador in D1. If you didn't have a god roll, it made a difference. Your mid lane close range game was busted if you didn't have a good Party Crasher or Matador, okay? So there's already, there's already intrinsic imbalance in a game with random rolls, so that's already there. I don't feel like we need to add on to that the idea that if you're not a high power level, you're going to get absolutely stomped. Now, here's what a lot of people are going to say, and I already said this. Eugene's saying, Trials is endgame. To play endgame, you need power. In two to three weeks, it doesn't even matter. Okay, but it's it's a la carte seasons. So every season, are we going to go through this? Like, the beginning of the season, it's a mad dash to level, and if you can't play a bunch and level up, you have to sit out trials for two to three weeks, because if not, you're going to be under everybody else's level. 
I don't know. I think there's got to be a better way to do it. Now, again, this might harken back to my core criticism of leveling. Leveling should be more automatic, more linear. Smart RNG should be applied because it's... I think I think there's a problem with leveling. You should be able to play a reasonable amount of time the first week and just level so you're not like, well, I couldn't put in nine hours a day and min-max and use a calculator on this newfangled side over here and figure out where all my gap fills are. Like, if you don't want to do that, then you're basically out of luck for the first couple of weeks because you're going to just, you're not going to be even close to the, to the core clump of players level. And Bungie was like, well, there's only a small percentage of people that are over a thousand level. You're more likely to run into people at your level. And I was like, okay, hold the phone, Bungie. That, that seems like a cherry pick stat and you guys know it. The portion of the player base going into trials, how many of those people were at a thousand and how many weren't, right? It felt like such a cherry pick stat to be like, well, there's not that many people over a thousand. I'm like, okay, okay but there's only 300,000 people playing trials. So out of the 300,000 people playing trials, how many are over a thousand? You look at the whole player pool and that's not fair. Over a million people play every friggin' day. Obviously, you're going to say a small percentage is over the level, but how many are in trials? You know, you're more likely to run into people that are trying to maximize level in trials because <laughs> it's trials. They could inadvertently solve this problem by making leveling suck less. Smart RNG, make everything drop at your level. There's no reason for something to drop one or two levels beneath you, whether it's a blue or a purple, just make it drop at level. That would make gap filling almost automatic, and then you would be able to just play and not have to worry about like all the extra stuff. You could just you could just go and run the content and not have to worry about like, well, did it drop at my level? No, it's two below, you know. And if it's two below or one below, it might not help you. If it's right on the money, if it's right at your level, then you can you can basically almost assuredly get a, a little bit of help every time something drops. So I, I don't know. If they streamline leveling, they could inadvertently fix this problem and make it not suck so much, you know? Nice frames. Thank you for the compliments on the glasses. They're gamer advantage glasses. They're blue light blocking. They finally got me the pair sent out where they fix that vertical imbalance. And I feel like they're 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 right. They're good. They're not doing the weird doubling that the other pair was doing. Cards fan. How many more seasons of D2 will we have? Are we nearing the end? I have been saying that there was no reason to institute um sunsetting. There's no reason to institute sunsetting if they're gonna launch the next game next year. So in September, they're probably going to outline, here's a bunch of new stuff that we're doing with weapons. They're stronger, they're better, they have more perks. And when they do that, they know 12 months later, they're going to sunset those weapons. You don't need sunsetting to begin this September for a year later, if a year later the next game is launching. Does that make sense? So, um, but I would say 2022 at the earliest, I'm pulling for 2023. Dylan tweeted yesterday, it's Endgame. Someone commented saying people who can't run three raids a week are at a disadvantage. Dylan said, if you want to play PvP, go play comp. You get a lot of light. Do you think that's a good enough answer? I actually think Dylan's answer is totally acceptable. Comp is an amazing grind for level. It really is. People that told me, they were like, Lono, you don't want to level? You think leveling's too slow? They were like, go run comp. It's unbelievably fast. So I I do kind of feel like his response is not terrible. You can actually level up um, 
last one. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take a break too. I'm getting sick of the error codes. I, I'm, I'm spending more time trying to reconnect to you than actually playing the content. Um, so, forcing me to play comp is ridiculous. Let me get this straight. Hang on a second. I want to track your line of thinking. Forcing you to play comp to play trials is ridiculous. How? That doesn't make any sense to me. Number one, they're not forcing you. Number two, aren't they basically one and the same? They're ba- they're essentially synonymous. That would be like saying, I don't want to have to run strikes and nightfalls to level up to go run a raid. They're they're in the same lane. Don't pile, boys. I want to I want power for PVE and the best way is comp. Okay, don't pile. He wasn't talking about trials. He was talking about leveling for PVE. Okay. He wasn't talking about trials. I was going to say, I was like, what on earth? Uh, I think they solve a lot of problems and a lot of frustrations in the community right now, I believe are solved by simplifying leveling. More linear, raising all items to your level when they drop blues and purples, that's the soft cap, and then power bumps should be smart RNG based. I think the argument is that you cannot engage in the new seasonal paid content to level. You essentially have to play old content to level. Right, and I agree with that. I think repurposing old content is different than making me run it to level. Do you understand? Like, oh, we dressed up strikes. There's new loot. There's new mechanics. There's new things going on. I think legendary lost sectors are totally fine. That's, that's a repurposed piece of content. New mechanics, champions. There's a new currency grind in there. That is totally fine, Okay. I think there's a huge difference between that and being like, welcome to the new season. If you want to level, that's not the new content. Leveling is not the new content, okay? The new content is bunkers and the legendary lost sectors and the public space event. You know, that's the new content. So you got to go run old content to level up to run the new content and feel, you know, remotely strong. I ran the public event at 976 and it was light years of difference when I was running it in the 960s because it's a 980 event. Um, So there's two things I think they need to do. Number one, I think the entrance to the new season should not require you to go level. I've, I've said that's stupid since Black Armory. I'm still shocked they did it again. Second thing. If you are going to have leveling be intrinsic to the leveling the leveling experience every single season, you got to level up for Grandmaster Nightfalls, raids, trials, etc. That's fine. Make leveling more linear and automatic. Like, don't make it this RNG frustration of, I really needed boots and I got another kinetic weapon. A smart RNG is needed for leveling. If you're going to do this every season, if you're going to do a 40 or 50 bump, that's fine. It's needed for sunsetting. I don't think people would have an issue if the artifact is disabled in trials and the first week or two you level it's fairly automatic and you're not held at arm's length from the content nobody would complain nobody would complain and it would intrinsically sunset year old weapons which we want to see I think sunsetting is going to be ultimately good for the game so I, I I think those two solutions would inadvertently solve like eight problems. You wouldn't have to worry about people feeling left behind. If they came in midway season, no worries. Oh, I'm coming in late. Oh no, it's going to take me forever to level up and catch up with everybody to play trials. No, it's not. Leveling's almost automatic now. Just play the game and in a week you'll be good. Maybe two. I may be misinterpreting what you're saying, but it sounds like you want the grind eroded. You You are not hearing what I'm saying. 
leveling is not the grind have you looked at the bunger grind it's absurd it's absurd getting bounties from trials getting a full armor set getting the roll on the weapon that you want that's a grind you got to go flawless multiple times if you want a good drop rate of anything in trials that's a grind grinding the bunkers is a grind getting god rolls on weapons is a grind that's a grind i I shouldn't have to have a pre a prologue grind welcome to the season uh you're gonna have to spend a couple weeks running uh, milestones again and getting bad rng that's not a grind that's dumb Man, I, I could really, my level could really, you know, get jump started here if I just get a pair of boots and you get a, a gun. Like, I don't think you can look at the leveling grind historically in Destiny since Black Armory to now and say it's been a good quote unquote grind. Hardcore players glide over the leveling grind like it's nothing. Gigs went into Scourge of the Past with an entire team at the end game Delta. They were in the final home stretch of the Delta. They were within seven or eight points of being max level when they went into Scourge of the Past. It took them a week. The rest of us, it usually takes two weeks. Now that they've made leveling better, people are hitting the end game cap, Jake and Gigs and Glad and the rest of them. They're hitting end game level cap day one and they're like, oh, but this is too fast. And it's like, it's not too fast. It's dumb. Leveling is dumb. It shouldn't be this thing you have to spend weeks doing. All you're going to do is put everybody else in a hurdle. If you make leveling take a long time for Grenader Jake or Giggs or Glad or Chevy or any of those guys, if you make leveling take a long time for them, you're putting the rest of the player base in a hamster wheel. Just an endless hurdle jump it's gonna take them forever to level up stop focusing on leveling leveling is nothing leveling is basically a number on your stupid character changing gear benefits perks min maxing new mods like that's what we should be grinding for a number on your player come on and that leveling in destiny 2 has never taken the hardcore player a long time it's never taken you a long time. What sort of enduring value do you get every season when you level for a week? Like, what What are you protecting? This is what always kills me about the hardcore players. They get so lost in the weeds here. What are you protecting? What experience are you protecting that you, you're worried is going to go away if leveling is more automatic and easy? What? A day of no-lifing the game, one week of no-lifing the game, and then the rest of the season, you don't have to level or think about it at all. It's not even value. It's it's, it's dumb. They actually have made great improvements to leveling. I don't think that they're done. I don't think they're done. I think leveling still needs improvements. Levovsky. Uh, <clears throat> Has no one got the ornament for Outbreak Prime? No. I think it's going to be in the Eververse, personally. I think it's already been datamined, hasn't it? There's one for that one and the last word, isn't there? Eskin. Or, I'm sorry, uh, Ekins says, How do you know there will be no adept weapons when they drop from Flawless Chest, that is? It's, I mean, the, the weapons have been datamined. So there's, there's these websites called, um, light.gg and there's some others. And it basically scans the weapon for all potential roles. So it also can scan the weapon for curated role. And there's no curated role and the perk that get that could have been like an intrinsic adept it's just it's just in the normal perk pool so there there is no there is no adept weaponry in the game now maybe they do that next season i don't know commander tyke 
think trials will age well or fall apart eventually I don't really know how I'm supposed to answer questions like this there's nothing for me to say here of substance it's just such a it's so like a, such a generic big picture question poll good morning Lono I wanted to hear your thoughts on three peaking in trials with emotes or swords do you think it should be disabled or it is what it is it seems like a really good players hate and they rage when the opposing team does it it's generally problematic to the flow of combat I don't think you're going to solve it if you disable emoting then everyone's just going to run swords because you don't really need heavy like especially the high level players the the high level players don't run heavy they never they rarely grab it they, they win every they win game after game after game without it so they're just going to use um big mad mo needs to give his phone back uh dad dad needs to grab the phone from the kiddo because one of your kiddos is just going crazy i i think everybody would just run swords and they would just three peak with swords i saw people getting angry about it right they're like three peaking is so annoying why is everybody three peaking making swords first person I mean, I could see, uh, this just starts to get so weird. It's destiny. And I think that's part of the problem. I could see disabling emotes in the game. Three peaking. Okay. So for those of you that are like, what the frick is three peaking? It's third person perspective peaking. So when you use an emote, you're no longer in first person perspective. So when you play destiny, it is a first person person shooter meaning first person you're in your head daughter had the phone i figured that's what was going on big mad mo you've been here a long time i was like i don't think he's just spamming (laughs) i recognize children typing my kids do it with my wife's phone i know what kids typing looks like so first person shooter you're in first person third person is when you can see your character so third person games would be like gears of war in destiny whenever you emote do a super or use your sword it goes into third person mode. Third person mode enables you to look around a corner. I can walk to the edge and I can third person peek. I can basically go into an emote. I mean, I'll go into the game and show you. I can basically emote and then look around the corner without looking around the corner, right? Listen, I'm going to call it what it is. And I was doing it the other day because I didn't want to get sniped. It's cheesy. You're basically getting you're basically getting to look around the corner without the risk reward of looking around the corner. Does that make sense? Right now, if you go back and watch virtually every game I cast of Lumi, Sonic, and Vince, Sonic would rush to one spot knowing early peaks lead to early picks. And I'm telling you, it it made some of their games go so fast. Because he'd get to that early spot, wait for somebody to peak, they'd peak, boom, and he'd nail them, right? And if they were dumb enough, they would keep peaking the same spot. Okay, so imagine there's a sniper up in that window, and I don't want him to shoot me. I can do this, and now I can see him. I just went into third-person mode, and I can see that window. And I'm not stepping out. I'm right here. I'm undercover. Now, if I step out and look at that window with all the broken stuff, he can snipe me, right? He can blast me. So I go here. He can't see me. I third-person tilt the camera, and I can see if he's peeking. I can see if he's looking out the window. Disable emotes, lock heavy. And that way, if you want to do it, you got to use a sword. Right. I mean, uh, at the same time, everyone has the same option. Right. But it turns corny. Like, listen, my first initial answer was it is totally disruptive to the the balance of combat. Okay. 
if you want to peak a lane, you got to be confident either in your snipe game or confident in the fact that the other team isn't looking or they're bad. There's an automatic and intrinsic risk reward to everything. Do you want to charge forward? If you overextend, radar is going to give you away and you're going to get collapsed on. That happened a couple times the other day. Lumi or, or, or Vince would push in too far. Tr- the radar would betray the fact that they were isolated. They would get swarmed and they would die, right? There's a risk reward element to every decision that you make. Whether you push up, whether you flank, whether you peek, whether you charge in, whether you fall back, okay? So third person peeking disrupts all of that because you're like well they're just third person peeking they're never going to peek they're never going to have to peek to see what I'm doing they can peek without peeking it's dumb it like even third peeking has risk reward you can get pushed while emoting if you're not being aware so basically what you're saying is there's risk reward if you're a dumb player it's not that hard to read radar and know if there are people close by if you're stupid enough to push a choke point and start emoting with somebody around the corner because you can't read radar then you're you're too dumb to matter in the discussion it only matters in when, when there's an actual competition going on a dumb player pushing a, pushing a choke point and emoting doesn't matter in this equation what matters is people that are using it effectively it, 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 it doesn't ha- it doesn't have nothing to do it has nothing to do with bad players no one's just sitting there e- e- you know emoting right they emote get a bit of info stop emoting yeah I I would say for now they could just disable emoting in trials and then everyone would run swords but at least they're having to make a loadout decision when they do that and at least they're switching weapons I still think that's a little problematic but I think it might minimize it a little bit if if right now if right now you're you're playing trials and people are three peeking with emoting they don't have to make any decisions in their loadout to do that they can everybody can emote everybody can emote but if you run a sword then they can't then they're having to change their loadout right are we complaining about emoting emoting allows you to do third person peeking third person peeking is not intrinsic to the combat in destiny it's not a third person game this isn't freaking Fortnite. so 3p aim 3p peeking is not intrinsic to the combat it's becoming intrinsic to the combat in a cheesy way emoting emoting is silly skilled players have decided that it's a gentleman's agreement to not emote if people randomly match and someone does three peek with a sword or emote instead of waste their class ability it opens the floodgates cami cake says yeah I don't want to go so far as to say like, oh, disable swords. Now, maybe they could make it to where you can't pull your sword out without ammo so that at the very least you you could switch to the sword, but then you could only three peak game if you had ammo for it. Disable emotes and only allow the sword to come out if it has ammo. I don't know if they can do that, but that would solve the problem. It's listen, trials is supposed to be its own thing. It's supposed to be, it's supposed to feel like a mini tournament. You can't advance without winning. Advancing by winning takes you into harder fights. The harder fights lead to great loot, right? It's it's a great system. Trials is so well done without doing a bracket every season or every weekend, right? It's just, it's an intrinsic sort of high stakes environment. I think what they came up with is brilliant. It was there was some secret sauce in trials back in the day. Bungie didn't have time to build a rank system. They didn't have time to build a bracket system. They built trials and it was a hit. They brought it back. I think it's great the way they built it with the passages and the tokens and the bounties. It'll keep a lot of players in there. But if you want it to feel truly competitive, the best games when I was shoutcasting games on Friday, the best games were when when Lumi and Sonic and Vince faced against the tier one guys. The hard, the harder players. When they lost to Cami and Drewski, like that was a great and, and sides. 
I got taken to the cast for not knowing who Sides was. I'm sorry, I don't watch everyone in the dadgum directory. I have a life. Um, like, those were great games. Because it was like, it was high skill versus high skill. You know? And I don't think you want to corrupt that with three-peak aiming. Like, it's part of the sauce. Part of the sauce of the game is those early picks. And those early picks are 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 purchased with skill you buy those with skill you buy those with risk reward there were times sonic would early peak go to his spot and he got domed a couple times there was a decent sniper on the other team who got him and it was like okay i'm gonna go somewhere else or i'm not gonna peak it quite as early i'm gonna wait i'm gonna let them kind of shuffle their feet a little bit and see if i can't get a body shot on them like i don't know Sub-C Ninja was 6 months, 7 months from Sinister Dodo, 13 months from Feeling Wonky, Jinja Ninja was 17 months, thank you. I'd argue that using all aspects of a game to your advantage is part of skill expression. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry, I can't take that serious. Hitting a button on your controller to look around a corner is not skill expression, it's a freaking cheesy, bro. Um, uh, I love... I'm not sure what this is supposed to be, Vanos? Uh, how much better do you think the experience would be if weapons were sunset this season? Sunsetting's not needed now. Truth be told, you don't really need to sunset everything from anything from year one or year two, because none of those weapons are that great. Sunsetting just needs to be a fully orb system. So, so emoting is not a tool to help keep snipers in, under control. It's not a tool at all. No, it's literally a way to like sauce on them when you beat them. Ix Lunav. We we got a D1 year one trials weapons back, but Jewel of Osiris trials hand cannons. Oh, that's the only one we didn't get. Do you think it might be a secret reward we just don't have access to yet? Isn't it in some of the pictures? I swore there was a trials hand cannon in some of the pictures or trailers. I, I thought we spotted it. Or maybe we spotted the, 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 the other hand cannon with like a, a decoration on it. Oh, it was the Ace of Spades ornament. Oh... I swore we spotted it. That must have been what it is. Sorry. False alarm. To your question, I honestly don't know. I mean, they could definitely do something as a surprise. Like, hey, this week something's going on in trials. What's happening? Saint's talking about something. And he hands you a quest. I'd, I'd be cool with that. Um, Ekans. How will a 50 power bump lead to easier sunsetting? Keep hearing this argument, but since every weapon can be infused for now, our arsenal's 110. Come season 11, either way, hollow up matter. What am I missing? So, they didn't want to do this in the, in the winter season all of a sudden. Okay? If we would have spent the next, this season and the next season, if we would have spent all three seasons after Shadowkeep getting 10 bumps... And then in the winter season, they do a 40 bump. People are like, what is going on? Why are you doing a 40 bump with a 10 on pinnacle? A a total of a 50 bump, right? Why are you doing this? What is this? Well, they want you to get accustomed to it now. So when they do it in the winter season, it will sunset weapons that are a year old. Because it'll say, here's a 40 bump, and there are weapons in the pool that can't go, that can't go up and they get sunset so they're getting you used to it now so that whenever they finally start sunsetting weapons you're not like what is going on why are we suddenly getting level bumps I also think they want to figure leveling out I think they're going to look at player behavior player response and player trends and they're going to say okay leveling needs more leveling needs to be uh, streamlined again right because people are getting left behind people are leveling too slow 
they're not going to take your precious warden's law from you all sunsetting does is as it says this weapon can no longer be infused it is at its max level of infusion therefore it's not endgame viable you can use it everywhere else but whatever the new endgame content is the raid the dungeon or in this case um in this case with uh trials being power enabled it'll get sunset Avon J. It seems like based on the responses from streaming community, trials landed very well despite no adept weapons. Do you think this is because what matters most beyond rewards is having a satisfying loop that you can run with friends? Reddit, of course, almost seems like an alternate salt universe. I don't really take Reddit seriously anymore. I mean, when you get a thread to trend because they miss Activision, and I, people took me to task for that on YouTube. They're like, they're allowed to miss Activision. With Activision, we got more content. We got more raids. And it's like, Yep, and you're still dumb because that's not what we want. We don't want to sell the soul of the next game down the river so you can get a little bit of extra content every year from Vicarious Visions and High Moon Studios. So I stand by what I said. If you're gonna if you're gonna look at the thinner amount of content we got now and you're gonna want to run back into the arms of Activision, I mean what I said. You're dumb. Like you're not thinking long term. We spent five years with rushed, botched launches because of the contract with Activision. We're no longer in that scenario, so the game can flourish and change, and Bungie can play by their own rules, and you're sad because you don't get a raid more than once a year, so you want to run into the arms of Activision. Like, I, there's not another word. That is dumb. That's a dumb thing to think you can't complain for five years about botched launches and problems and what felt like rushed content and not feel like we're on a better pathway now I just I don't have patience for that anymore I, I just I can't take reddit seriously I really can't their their complaints and their upvotes are so often way off the mark there was the guy that argued that we need better loot and his actual thread argued for static roles to return and it had tons of upvotes like 6,000 upvotes I'm like I can't take you guys seriously anymore. You upvote the most inane, most backwards, most dumb stuff. It doesn't, none of that stuff would be good for the game at all. But it gets upvotes because you're angry, like at everything, I guess. I don't know. In any case, I think Trials needed to have a good launch. And Bungie did. If you guys have ever heard me talk about Titanfall 1. Titanfall 1 was one of the best games ever created, one of the best shooters ever created, one of the best PvP environments ever created, and one of the reasons that Titanfall was pristine, it ran rock solid, and it was so balanced is because there was like five weapons, okay? And a lot of people would criticize it at the time. They're like, Titanfall's boring, there's only like five weapons. It's like, okay, well go play Call of Duty or Battlefield where there's like 45 weapons and it's just fraught with problems and imbalance, okay? Go play those games that just dump guns on you like confetti and it creates all kinds of balancing problems all right i think this launch of trials is kind of similar to when titanfall launched bungie's like let's keep it reined in let's kind of play it safe let's have a solid launch we got to clean out the cheaters we got to make sure matchmaking is good we got to make sure people are having a good experience so they set up passages and tokens and you can run flawless more than once you can get a bunch of stuff so i would say they made the right call even though it is disappointing right so I would hope that with sunsetting, Bungie's goal is to, in September, say, now we're really going to blow the lid off the weapons. Weapons in raids, dungeons, and trials will be noticeably better. They'll be noticeably stronger and have cooler things on them. That would be the era of, like, weapons 2.0 or weapons 3.0, whatever you want to call it. 
Um, that would be my hope, and according to what Luke Smith said in his director's cut, I believe we're on a pathway to getting better loot. I did not anticipate this season or the next having any noticeable upgrade in loot quality. I really didn't expect it. Um, so. Uh, dramatic. Would adding back the screen shake on Hardlight be a good adjustment to reduce its ease of use? I don't know. I don't want to get bogged down in, a, in, a, in like the, the little like minutiae, like the microcosmic, like, well, could we do this or this or this or this or this or this to the weapon? I, I would just say it probably needs looked at. Give it a couple weeks, and if it's still a problem, then I don't know if we want to make the weapon hard to use. I think maybe you want to rein the weapon in. Like, does it need double damage on Ricochet? Does it need no damage drop-off? People are like, well, that's, the, that's how the weapon works. That's what makes it exotic. Well, maybe Bungie can do something else that makes it exotic. I, I don't know. I, I, but I don't know if we want to bring back something that makes it unenjoyable to use. There's a difference between reigning in the weapon's lethality and making the weapon unenjoyable to use. And therefore, shelve, it gets shelved. Harpua. Do you think that we're focusing too much on the power level advantage? In my experience this weekend, power level didn't seem to play as much of a role as we're thinking it would. As I said, I don't think necessarily the power level advantage is the problem. I think leveling still sucks. Fletcher. My clan buddies have been critical of Bungie for banning people because they are being DC'd due to something with Steam. Is there basis to this claim, and what are they referring to? I have no idea. I don't work for Bungie. Remorse. Not about trials, but we're talking about ARs. Do you think Bungie dropped the ball on the artifact mods this season? Autos are great in PvE again, but no anti-barrier, and only one mod that makes them utility and higher level content limited. People just running back to Recluse doesn't encourage diversity. I agree with this sentiment uh, wholeheartedly. I would love to see a mid-season change here. Um, I would love to see anti-barrier look like this one here because overload is SMG uh, and auto rifle and I think anti-barrier should be auto rifle SMG as well I mean for goodness sakes you have overload overloads available on like every weapon hand cannon sidearm SMG and auto rifle auto rifle gets zero love on the artifact the only thing it gets is auto is overload and overload can happen on four weapons and an exotic it can also happen on divinity like Auto rifles should 100% get anti-barrier. I think that's a gross oversight. They, like, they once again are just like getting sidelined in PVE content. Palms. I get the trials is endgame sweaty PvP mode, but I feel like the majority of the community cannot get past four games without carries. Seems like the PvP only people uh, just stay in trials. Do you think people who have gone flawless multiple times should not be paired or less likely against players who have not gone flawless? It sucks to get five to six wins only to get smoked by guys with eight flawless runs multiple times. I certainly sympathize and empathize with with what you're saying. You need one more win to go flawless. You haven't gone flawless yet. And some guy on his ninth flawless run sends you back to the lobby, right? I get how that feels. That's 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 salt in the wound and that's frustrating. However, I think we create a bigger problem, like a splintered crack on a window on your car that'll spread. I really, really don't think we ever, 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 ever want to see any level of like skill-based matchmaking brought to trials one of the reasons trials is being celebrated by players who just want to go for bounties or who are really good like there's a there's a broad spectrum of enjoyment to be had is because they're not running into terrible matchmaking or lag 
I loved casting it because literally I was like, let's go back to the desk. And I'm like talking about the last game and they're already flying down to the next one. Do you want to know why they're flying down to the next one? Because there's not a bunch of skill-based matchmaking crap clogging up the algorithm. They just jump back into the next game. There's no way you're going to get away with skill-based matchmaking in Trials. It's it, it, People are already saying... Look at how bad comp's experience is compared to trials. Like, we just want to play, and the card naturally puts skilled players against skilled players on the back end of the card, right? Now, sure, Lumi and Sonic and Vince had a, had a, had a flawless run against a team that was... They were terrible, right? It was a team they just completely ran over. It was a team that I could have beat with, a, with, with two people from chat. It was obvious they didn't know what they were doing. One of them was just goofing around. He just kept jumping out and, like, letting himself die. Now... Their other, their other flawless runs were tough, right? They were going up against some tough teams, and they didn't just skate into the lighthouse. Um, so, I, I don't know if I would ever give any footing to this suggestion at all. I would say, if you get all the way to the sixth win, and you're worried about getting stomped and going back to the lighthouse, then just always run the mercy. Always run the mercy passage. So you have that backup, you know, I know some people really, there's a big tension there. You want to run the one that gives the bonus win on three and cause that gets you like a drop at three and then a drop at your fourth game. Cause you, you're basically your fourth game is your fifth win. I get people wanting to do that, but maybe just always run mercy. And then again, that's trials though, man. Like going flawless is not supposed to be easy. And I know like the logic of your argument is so sound but it leads to bad things I think fundamentally it leads to greater problems than you periodically losing to somebody who's already been flawless a couple of times um so Eric says do you think that they are making a mistake locking the use of tokens behind getting their uh, three wins for casuals I want to say that I think this might be something they want to look into like every week there could be one item that you can get from tokens even if you don't win because if you don't ever get anything to drop then you you can't use the tokens so <laughs> the tokens are kind of insulting you if you're really on the low end of the player pool and I'm kind of like listen you want those people in there, right? You want Johnny No Thumbs grinding bounties and tokens. You want him in there. You want the player base full of people. It makes the connections go faster. It makes the cards go quicker. And everybody's having a good time, including Johnny No Thumbs, right? He's getting his tokens and he's going to the tower. So I would encourage Bungie to maybe consider once a week the the weapon. Like every week there's like a clear weapon. Like the fusion rifle is dropping like crazy, right? That should just be the item that drops from tokens that week if you have no wins yet. If you have no if you have no like loot yet, you know? Get your skill up or don't play. I got news for you. The get good attitude will destroy this playlist. So you need to take it and put it on the shelf. If you're a higher level player and you like playing trials and you enjoy it, you want Johnny No Thumbs in the player base. Believe me on this. It is to your benefit that he feels like I can get some tokens and I can get some stuff. 
He's not a threat to your run. He's not a threat to the integrity of going flawless. He's a he's a, a greased wheel in the machine of trials every weekend. You want high player population. The egotistical get good attitude will destroy this playlist. Trust me on this. It's happened before. They want as many people in there as possible. That's like free raid loot for showing up. No, it's not. The guns aren't even that good. Are you honestly going to say that? This is why adept weaponry would be needed. The current what the current weapon pool is not that amazing. Are you freaking kidding me? A, a, that that fusion rifle? Get out of here. Like, but that's why you want to have adept weaponry because then if you do go flawless, there's a distinct difference between your fusion rifle and his fusion rifle, and therefore there's a difference between like going flawless and just and just token farming. Um. Mustimus, with trials disappear season 11? No, it's staying. Uncle Garfs, uh, unless you're in it for carrying, why are the old school guys coming back to trials? Because they love it. What do you mean? They loved the game mode for a little, a really long time. You're King Hockey. You think the glow should be tied to the emblem and why? I don't have a strong opinion on that. Zoned out. Lono, do you think trials is going to be hold retiring, uh, returning players that left for the lack of endgame PvP? And also, do you think trials will improve? Listen, I saw a lot of people saying the weekend is back. Friday is back. Like my fun thing to do on the weekend is back. I saw a lot of people saying that. This is what they love, man. They they get up they get up with the boys and they just they go they just they're laughing they're having a good time you know gigs got a got a flawless run without shooting a weapon you know they so so start doing stuff like that this is what they love man I, it's their activity it's their thing to do this is why people have always wanted raids to drop loot after three runs because some people just love running raids with their buddies they just run, they love doing sherpas you know gun at pirate. Could Adept become an armor mod? Is it like Adept Reload or Adept Revive only obtainable from a flawless chest? I mean, they could do something like that, like they did with the, the, the Seraph weapons. Flying Mangoes. Do you think that they will offer each armor piece at three wins eventually? Tried all weekend, but only got up to three wins, so we only got the scout rifle for loot. They said the, the loot's gonna rotate. Legionless. Um, what... What could they add to the flawless chest that would be worthy when you can farm the chest as many times as you want? I think adept weaponry is fine because you'd still be going for god rolls with the extra adept perk or whatever it would happen to be. Avon, how much does loot incentivize for a competitive PvP mode where competition is its own reward? Most other PvP games don't have loot incentives like adept weapons. Well, but they certainly have something. You level up, you get stuff, you get cur- you get currency, you use that currency to buy like a vanity item or something. You know, I I don't know. I, this is Destiny, though, so don't apply. You can't apply the logic of other games to Destiny. Destiny's a loot-based game. You're you're fighting an uphill battle if you're going to try and convince this player base to not care about loot. You might as well try and convince people in Fortnite not to care about cranking 90s. Like it's just the nature of Destiny. I never played Trials before this weekend. I had a blast. Got my flawless. Met some awesome people along the way. It's been great opening weekend, even if the weapons are a bit meh. Yeah, I think the I think the weapons were meh on purpose. I think they were playing it safe. So, Gale, do you feel the new Seraph guns with new mods are useful versus old weapons? I think new Warmind Cell idea is fun, but usually those orbs appear after mobs have been killed. It seems like, okay, so there's a mod that lets you, lets you pick it up and throw it. There's a part of me that feels like you should just always be able to pick it up and throw it. Um, because, I don't know. To me, it's like, you're you're exactly right. You're almost gonna have to run the perk 
that lets you pick it up and throw it or or they're useless they're always on the ground and there's nobody alive anymore so being able to grab it from one mob group and throw it to the next um Arrow's new build with the warmind cells it's insane I told people he was going to come out with the video so just wait Arrow will make a video Captain do you think that these new weapons tied to the mods are to alleviate sunsetting weapons because the mods being the new perks it doesn't really alleviate sunsetting because eventually those weapons will not be end game viable so you could keep the armor set and you could keep the mods and you could keep the weapons to make warmind cells but eventually they won't be end game viable so it won't matter I thought it was free now that leveling matters again, do you agree that it is unfair that the best power rewards are given for Crucible, especially comp? The game's leveling is still in bad shape. I think this is just a testimony to it being pretty bad that, like, just run comp and you get way more rewards and level up way faster. Spiral Ball. Did R- Bungie roll back the decision for the restriction on infusion? From what I can see, you can still infuse all weapons to 1,000 power. No, they didn't roll it back. Luke Smith clearly was talking about year four. Everybody thought he was going to like do it right now. He was not talking about the here and now. He was talking about year four. He even said, we imagine in this world. We're, we're imagining. We're theorizing. Like He wasn't talking about the here and now. Super MG. Do you feel people exaggerated the when they saw the armor only dropping from the flawless chest? I like how the set rotation is not really to rely on RG to get a full set. Yeah, they should just be... Okay, so... Bungie went too far with saying, like, lit a little. They went way too far. It's like, nobody understood the Seraph weapons and the mods nobody understood how the loot system worked in trials nobody knew you could go multiple times and flawless um they rolled out that guide for trials why was that not included just so you know we did this and this so you can get a full armor set as long as you're playing every weekend the loot's gonna rotate oh and by the way have fun going flawless multiple times you'll always get loot i don't you know what i'm saying like i don't know i think their lack of information about certain things this this time around was was I think it's it's hurting the player experience because players are like I don't get it what's going on I keep getting the same thing or you know the serif weapons are bad because they don't have any good rolls and it's like well no they have actually pretty decent good rolls right down the middle and then you're supposed to pair them with war mind cell mods light leap why do you think Bungie is afraid to implement certain things that were popular in D1 it seems the reward system in trials is not as good I've already kind of answered this lightly. I think that they were playing it safe because they wanted to have a really, really good launch. And I, I paralleled to Titanfall only launching with like five or six weapons. Shad Berserker. Do you think that the three win requirement to get loot will cause casuals to avoid trials, making trials sweaty again? I do think Bungie needs to consider having one thing per week that's attainable from tokens, even if you haven't gotten it yet. The Skyline Show. You think the weekly trials bounty should provide a drop or more tokens? I mean, that might be a good way to do it. They could do one thing a week on the weekly, so you slowly get like a thing to drop. You know, it's three wins, man. Eugene, I don't know, man. I remember playing D1 trials, and I remember sometimes getting that third game and just getting shellacked. Um, I don't know. You have to have a forty percent win rate to get the third win. If you're struggling to get the third win, I would just always grab the Mercy Passage. So, like, you know what I mean? Games 1 and 2 are usually pretty easy. Again, I think the biggest problem is, Eugene, there are so many people in the lower 20% that are basically going to be like, 
I have no problem playing and losing and getting tokens, but I can't do anything with the tokens. I don't know. I, you don't have to get win three in a row. Oh, that's right. Maybe people aren't considering that. You don't have to get three in a row. You can literally just get three losses on a card. So you can win one, lose one, win one, lose one. You can lose four games before the card is dead if you pick the Mercy. It's literally winning three out of seven games. Yeah, that maybe needs to be made more clear. Like maybe people are thinking that if you lose you have to reset the card you don't have to get three wins flawless it's three wins total i don't this again might be where a good stream would have been helpful or i don't know how clear it is on the card i have one right now um forgives one loss per run maybe down there where it says forgives one loss per run it could say something to the effect of like um you know no matter how many losses wins three and five award gear just one sentence regardless how many losses you have getting to wins three and five grant gear you can lose literally three times and still get gear because the mercy is gonna is gonna burn and then you're fine you've lost three times and you're good the fourth loss is gonna end the card I don't know. They could afford to maybe put some flavor text on there to like encourage people like keep going. Maybe people are getting a loss and thinking, "Oh, we won't get loot now," and they're and they're bailing. I don't know. Have Morgan Freeman spelled out for people? Yeah. Get busy living. <clears throat> Harpua to prevent three peeking, third person peeking. What about locking a player into full cycle of the emote? Do you think that could be an option? I mean, it would certainly be hilarious that if you emote, you're locked into the, you know, the emote, but I guess I would be concerned about controller users accidentally bumping emote and then getting locked in emote. Like that feels like an overreaction. It feels like you could just disable emoting in trials and then you can only get out your sword if you have ammo. I just think like we don't need three, you don't need three peaking. Is three peaking a problem? That's just game strategy. It's not game strategy. It is cheesy. It is so cheesy. Calling three-peaking a game strategy just means that you're doing it and leaning on it. Headshot Hunter. Would you like to see celerity be intrinsic? Yes, I would. Uh, next question from is a reason. Isn't it fair to say that when streamers say that you have no reason to go flawless, that's related to the viewers which come to their channel and not to the hardcore? I don't know what you mean why a streamer says that you have no reason to go flawless. Now, they might be saying you can eventually get all the loot without going flawless, but the loot turnover rate for going flawless, in addition to getting an Ascendant Shard and other and other currencies and stuff, come on, dude, going flawless is definitely worth, it's definitely worth it. Jaja, uh, Yaya Church. This has probably been asked a million times, but do you think that there are more Trials weapons that aren't added to the collection yet? Was we're looking forward to that hand cannon? No idea, we already had a question about the hand cannon. Uh, Meganemia Meganium is Bay. Lono, do you think Bungie was in a lose-lose situation when it came to adept weapons? If they made them too strong, we would have had uh, pinnacle-type weapons. If they didn't do enough, people would have cried foul. Well, adept is easy. You have the celerity perk, right? So now listen. Again, this could be Bungie experimenting. So they could put that celerity perk into, into rotation, and then they could say that 
you know, starting in the summer season, celerity will be intrinsic and there'll be extra perks on top then. So you don't need to roll celerity. Celerity's always there if you pull it from the trials um from the the lighthouse. Um and so maybe they're just experimenting with like how strong celerity is cuz I mean, I think that'd be enough for people. Ooh, I got an adept um I got an adept uh, pulse rifle or hand cannon great god roll and it's got celerity on it for those 2v1 or I'm sorry for those 3v1 clutches or 2v1 1v1 clutches we're the last player alive you know I don't know Sultan how does comp leveling work I've been playing PvE grinding powerful gear just play comp like go into comp freelance and you're just gonna level up get kills get wins and you'll level up like crazy it's absurd you think the power level is the problem? No, we already answered this question. We already basically said that I believe that leveling itself is the issue. I don't believe level advantage in trials is really the issue. If leveling was more automatic and just sort of happened with smart RNG and raising the soft cap, then I don't think it would be a problem. I think the problem is that leveling sucks, primarily. So, uh, Tony Darker with four months, thank you. Liverlobes with 29 months, thank you. Goldstar with three months, I missed that one captain says is it still a good source of armor mats for the pvp crowd when going flawless isn't the most guaranteed i don't know it's a it's a source it doesn't need to be the best source zen do you think having everyone getting the same weapons per three five and seven wins is the way to go i miss the idea of not knowing what you get until you reach the win threshold i think armor and gun rotation is good especially since we're going for god rolls you're empowering non-flawless players to kind of farm for god rolls which is more argumentation for adept weapons to be a thing because then you can get the god roll on wins three and five but you need flawless to get the absolute best god roll i mean it was i remember i got a good doctrine and i was like oh i don't need to get the adept version because i didn't i was never going to be clutching up with doctrine in, in d1 so um did Dad Lono just get excited about a Dad Adept rifle? I mean, you're not going to win with an Adept Dad rifle, right? You're probably going to need something with faster TTK than that. The, the shot rhythm's not going to work in a 2v1. You need something like a hand cannon and a sniper. <clears throat> so, listen, I want to have time to take a little bit of a break and figure out who we're going to be covering. So, if you like Trials, don't go anywhere. We're going to do another episode of Split Screen, and I'm going to cover a team. It's going to be a good time. If you haven't seen it yet... I launched the SNTR network on my channel and one of the shows, we're not done yet launching shows, just one of the shows we're going to be doing is called Split Screen. It's a way for me to cast, have a casting desk and cover competitive gaming and we started with trials. So don't go anywhere. If you're enjoying the content, the Q&A, the back and forth, it's like an interactive podcast. It's family friendly. Be sure to click the follow button. That's a free way to support me. If you're listening on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, uh, you can always come in live when I'm playing and, uh, As always, whenever you're listening or watching my content everywhere, you can please like, share, and subscribe.